Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. Summer does not want to give up, does it? I'm enjoying this warm weather, uh, so enjoy it while it lasts. My um, son-in-law is on his way to Vancouver. He went left this morning, uh, and I was listening on the radio, and it said that 28% of all people always do this when they're on the airplane or jet. What is it? They pray. <laughs> and my son-in-law hates flying, so I think he's praying right now <laughs> that he gets there safely and gets safely back. But 28% of people always pray when they get on the plane. nothing wrong in being wealthy. Jesus never condemned a rich person for being rich. Rather, it was the trappings that go with it which Jesus despised. And I'm sure all of us here would love to be totally financially secure and not have to worry about money, but we do. You know, as a pastor through all the different um, parishes I have served and congregational meetings and church councils, I sometimes wonder when they were gathered for a meeting that the only concern is about how well financially the parish is doing. Forget about all the other wonderful ministries that take place here in our community of faith. Let's just see what the church treasurer has reported and how much money has come in and how much has gone out. What did Jesus say? You cannot serve God and wealth. We heard Jesus. He's praising the actions of a dishonest manager who is soon to be fired. And it really may seem odd and strange for us to hear it. The statement Christ makes does strike a nerve when he says, Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. Can it be that Christ is talking about the true riches which is really given to all of us, which God freely gives, compared to the false riches which the citizens of this world we live in are always trying to hoard and keep for themselves? When I see what the price of gold is these days, and to those who are investing in it because they're afraid of an economic meltdown, hoarding all of that, I just say it doesn't matter how much you have, how much gold you have, because in the end, you cannot eat it, you cannot drink it, and when you die, you cannot take it with you, even though some do try. The actions of the dishonest manager when he settled his master's debtors one by one, it's something to which I think about and I wish that 
banks and huge corporations, those in positions of high authority would take to heart. The debt load of our third world nations, it is causing massive poverty to countless millions of people. Why do you think they're trying to get out of those places and get into where rich people live? What about the individuals right here in our own communities who barely can make it from paycheck to paycheck? Do you think Jesus is trying to tell us something here? It really is a no-brainer when you see how concerned people have become concerning of the world economy. But whatever happened to being generous and sharing the many riches and blessing that God has given to all of us? When a person, whether as a child or an adult, is baptized, they have become a child of God, a child of light, which you and I, we are. And baptism is not just following the command of Christ, and certainly it's not just a fire insurance policy guaranteeing that the fires of hell don't get you. God, our heavenly parent, has placed a claim upon all of us. And God will be the voice that will continue to be heard throughout our whole life. And it is a voice which especially is heard from the church, our church, calling us to be children of the light. We heard what Christ had to say about the way of the world. And Jesus said, For the children of this age, they are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. Children of light, and we are children of light, are to listen to the voice of God, and we are to be the advocate for those who cannot speak. Have we forgotten that we are a church in mission for others and not just to ourselves? Especially at this time of the year, during the Sundays of the harvest season, when people, you and I, we are enjoying the fruits of the labor, whether it's produce from your own garden or the marketplace, the voice of God coming through the church will be, and it always will be, remember the poor. Don't forget about your brother or sister who needs your help. And do not feel guilty about enjoying the riches that God has blessed us with, but let your heart be glad and be thankful and become generous in thought and in deed. The hard part is remember the poor and to pray for those in position of authority. You may not like to hear it. I don't. But the writer of our second reading said, Pray for our Prime Minister, despite the problems that he's facing. Pray for the Premier of Ontario, even though you might not personally like what he's doing. Pray for all who are in high positions so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. Do not become discouraged. It's like my friend who lives next door to me. He's really cynical about politicians. And his favorite comment, now that he's starting to lose it, and I hope that uh, he's, he's being well cared for, but he always said to me, politicians, I don't trust them. They couldn't even organize a dogfight if they had to. My reply is just pray. Pray that the wisdom of God will prevail upon the lives of those people who hold high authority so that all people benefit, not just the rich. God, our heavenly parent, has never stopped talking to us. And the voice of God is continually being heard and proclaimed throughout Christendom. And may we behave and act like children of the light and always continue to welcome anybody into the family of God and always say, how can we help? How can we be of service? How can we spread the wealth so that everyone is helped and not just a few? Amen. Mm-hmm.